0: So thank you, and let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm gonna share with you maybe one of the worst pieces of advice I've literally ever seen shared on the internet. Okay, maybe that's a little bit of hyperbole, but the truth is I was born in the 80s, which means I've been around since pretty much the beginning of what we consider the commercialized internet. So I've seen a lot of shit (laughs) shared on the interwebs, and this one is up there in terms of Advice that I've seen that immediately grabbed my eye and I said, oh, I don't agree with that. Not only do I not agree with it, but I think that this perspective can be very, very detrimental if you you buy into it. And I, and the, and the truth of the matter is I think a lot of people do buy into this piece of this piece of advice already. They just don't even think about it. They, they don't question it. And this piece of advice, it comes from an account from a guy that I actually follow on Twitter, on Instagram. He's got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers. He's actually a really great guy. I like a lot of his content, how he says, I like the message around it. I think he just, I think this was a whiff. I can see where it was going and I can see where the intention, um, was directed. However, I don't think that this is good advice that we should follow. And I think we should be very, very careful about, um, I don't know, sharing these kinds of, this kind of perspective on how work gets done. So, And and just so you guys know, like this is not the worst piece of advice I've literally ever seen. It's just, it's, it's a piece of advice that I strongly disagree with. And I think that it does a lot of damage to creators, to builders, to entrepreneurs, to people who are out there trying to pursue some endeavor, some creative endeavor that is by its very nature, very, very difficult. And so the, the piece of advice was this, if you're forcing yourself to create it, then go create something else. Best creators, artists, designers, they're not disciplined to turn it on. They're disciplined to turn it off. Now, that sounds good right? Like the whole, if you're forcing yourself, then maybe you should go do something else, right? The whole chase your passion. If you, if you do what you love, then you'll never work a day in your life, that whole thing. And, and the whole idea here is if the act of creating is difficult for you, then maybe that's not the right thing for you. You should go pursue the thing that you can just lose yourself when, and hours go by in the blink of an eye. And then, and like this thing just pours out. And in my experience, this is fundamentally wrong. The best creators, artists, designers. No, 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 no. It's not about being disciplined to turn it on or turn it off. They recognize that creating anything is difficult to bring anything from the world of imagination and pull it into reality, whether that's a book, it's a blog, it's a video, it's a painting, it's a whatever a widget, whatever that is, like the act of creating and pulling through the, the veil of um, reality from the world of ideation and into this thing that this physical manifest manifestation that we call life, that is always difficult. You will, it will always be a struggle. It will always be a challenge when you set out to create something that has never been created before. And when you go into it with the expectation that you should love every single minute of it or that it should feel easy as a result, you're going to give up because you will inevitably get to that point where it gets difficult. It will get difficult. That's just the reality. And that's not to say it's right or it's wrong. It just is. And it's detrimental because so many people, so many creators, artists, designers, whoever, they buy into this, this idea that it should feel easy. And they take it then as as a as a sign that they're doing it wrong when it doesn't feel easy and so they give up and they move on and they they dabble they're they're constant dabblers and i was like this for many, many, many years, where I would pick a thing up, I would get through that that first initial motivation phase where you know I'm very uh, motivated to to learn the thing, to do the thing. It's a lot of fun, and in the beginning, you're learning very quickly because you're starting as an idiot. So like when I started playing tennis, like the first couple of months were awesome because every time I'd sit down to play, I was showing marked improvement. I'd be like, oh man, this time I'm hitting the ball way better. I can I can see the improvement. But over time, as you improve. That starts to level off, that improvement curve levels off. And it gets to the point where, as you approach mastery, it's an asymptote, which means, you know, like it starts to level out, but never quite reaches mastery, right? And so you're starting to fight this game of inches instead of fighting for miles. So, in the beginning, it's very easy to make that quick, fast progress. And then as you get better and better, it just doesn't. And it's the same with any act of creation. There is a period where it's fun and it's sexy and it's interesting, it's intriguing, and you're learning all these new cool things. And then the the gains start to slow. And this is where most people stop. This is where most people give up because they take what this advice is, is, is sharing, which is to say it should feel easy. And if you're forcing yourself, then you're doing it wrong. And they take that as gospel and they think there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with this thing. And therefore it's wrong. And they move on to the next thing. And they just keep doing this perpetual dabbling. And they never become competent or masterful, or even remotely good at the thing, because they just give up far, far, far too soon. Ira Glass has this essay, this um, that he put out a number of years ago, called "The Gap." I think it's called "The Gap." Yeah, it's, it's probably called "The Gap." And what he, what he what he shared was the thing that gets most of us as creators into the act of creating is. We look to others, we see, you know, paintings or writings or videos or movies, and we think like, that's amazing, that's really great. And and we have like this, this taste, this ability to recognize quality because we've become a connoisseur of this thing, this, this um, medium that we fall in love with. And so, for years before most people pick up the paintbrush, before they pick up the pen, they've been consuming other people's writings, other people's stories, other people's paintings, and... At a certain point, they might think, "I want to do that too," and so they'll start to they'll start down that path. And it's very, very difficult because in the beginning, you suck, you suck a lot, and yet you still have this killer taste for what quality looks like because you've been consuming it. You're connoisseur. And that just exacerbates how big the gap is between how good you are and how like what good actually is. And in the beginning, it's easy to overlook that and say, you know, I'm a beginner. I suck. It's okay. Like, and we give ourselves permission to suck and we give ourselves permission to continue forward regardless. But then there always comes this murky middle point for a lot of us where we think we should be making progress faster. We think it's no longer reasonable for us to continue sucking as much as we have up to this point. And yet that gap of quality of what we know is good, it still remains, and we're just not closing the gap as fast as we want to. And most people give up there because the gap isn't closing how they want. And in my experience, the ones who ultimately get to that place of mastery where the the gap between their taste in the art and their ability to produce that art, it only comes as a result of years of grinding and very, very hard work. And it will feel difficult. And I share that with you because this is difficult for me, sitting down and doing a podcast. It is still difficult. Like you guys don't see how much hemming and hawing I go through before I turn on the camera, trying to decide what do I want to talk about. And then how many takes I go through in the beginning until I get into the flow and I feel, okay, I understand what I want to talk about and how I want to talk about it. How many edits there are that just fall to the wayside. And this is just one medium. This is just the podcast. But it's the same thing when I'm writing the newsletter. That thing takes me hours every single week to put together. So if you guys haven't subscribed to that, you should do it. Uh, We put a ton of freaking work into that. Just go to um, anthonyvasinocom backslash newsletter. You can sign up for the Hyper Focused Entrepreneur. It's totally free. Um, But even that thing. The, the act of creating that is still incredibly difficult. And I have, to, I have to convince myself, sometimes I have to like negotiate with myself to get my ass into the chair to actually do the writing necessary. And I wanna share that with you guys because I think far too often people buy into this mentality that if you're forcing yourself to create it, well, maybe you should go do something else and, and find that thing instead. Truth is, in my experience, passion comes as we experience more and more mastery. Like the more you learn about the thing, the better you become at the thing that, that has a way of spiraling in and of itself, which fosters the, the love of, of doing the thing. So the better you get at it, the more you tend to love it. And, and that's been my reality with writing in particular, because I'll tell you the truth. When I was young, my dad, he was paying me 10 cents per word to write him short stories. And so I didn't ever think I was going to be a writer. He saw something in me and was trying to nurture that. And I was like, okay, well, I will write you very, very long short stories so I can maximize uh, how much you're going to pay me. So they were terrible short stories with a lot lot of adverbs. But through that process of doing that thing that I never had a passion for, but my dad just recognized I had an innate ability for, through that, I started to identify as a writer. And I started because people were giving me accolades and they're saying, "Oh, you're very good. You're you're a great communicator." I was like, "This is cool. It feels great." And I started to identify because my competency was was increasing. It was at you know at this threshold, and that started to build passion. Now I'm a very passionate writer. But the truth is, I did not seek this out. I did not seek to become a writer. I did not seek to become a podcaster or uh, like a what you would uh, air quotes thought leader. I don't like that that phrase. I don't really think of myself that way, but I'm just a person who thinks out loud in public. So that's what I do. Um, I didn't set off to do those things. They just, they were a manifestation of competency. And so keep that in mind, whatever you're trying to learn right now, whatever you're progressing towards, you're building your business, you're, maybe you're working on some kind of creative endeavor. You're, you know, painting, drawing, writing, whatever it is like, just understand if it's hard, that means there's something to learn there still. And there's there's growth to be had there. And that nothing easy comes. I'm sorry, nothing worth having comes as a result of um it being easy. The things that we value most in life are always the result of hard grinding work. And you don't have to look any further than that than the fact that like when was the last time you just stopped and took took a breath and appreciated your breath? Probably probably didn't, right? Like, until I probably mentioned it right here, unless you're doing regular breath work, you're probably not one who's like, takes a deep breath and you're like, man, that was a really good breath. I that, I really valued that breath. It came really easy. I really value it. But getting your breath back and not like having like a really great deep breath after sprinting 400 yards around the track and you're like bent over and you're huffing and puffing and you're you're gasping, that breath is like well-earned, and it's some of the best breathing you'll ever do in your life. I don't know if that's if that's true, but for me it's it it is true. The, the the breath that I have to work for is the one that I appreciate the most. And so just wanted to share that with you guys because this is a mindset thing, and mindset dictates our thoughts, which ultimately dictate our actions, which then become our results. And so if you go into it expecting it to be hard, but saying I'm gonna stick with it, I'm gonna persist regardless, because I do hard things, that's my identity, then you're going to find success. But if you go into it thinking it's going to be easy, then don't be surprised when you're proven wrong and you eventually quit. So if you got some value out of this, guys, do me a favor, just make sure you share it with somebody else. It could be a friend. If you hated this, then maybe share it with an enemy. (laughs) But either way, guys, I appreciate you taking some time being here. I'll catch you tomorrow. Until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend.